Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. What's up, our wrestling fans, fanboys, and fanatics? Not to mention our fellow red wine addicts. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, <laughs> episode number 61. Welcome back. We've been off the mic for a little bit, but here we are. This is me, Brandon Olinger, joined as always by the number one hype man, Ben Watson. What up, what up, what up? You tell me, Benny. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? It's been a minute. It's been a minute since our last podcast. Last time we left you, and I left you, we were uh, finishing up an interview with Colin Moore. How about that interview, man? That was awesome. I went back and listened to it. Man, I still don't. I still have just. I don't even know what to say. Just great interview, man. I haven't listened to it, but you should. It was a good interview. I thought it was good when we did it. It was fun. It was great getting to talk to him. Very candid. I uh, I appreciated the answers that he gave. Just kind of kind of honest, down to earth guy. I don't know. He's a likable dude, man. I like him. I'm rooting for him next year to win that uh, NCAA title and his third Big Ten title. I was actually rooting for him to do it this year. Where were you at? Yeah, yeah. I was I was on the Connell train. I knew. I was on I was on the Kyle Connell train. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding, man. So you know that was awesome. But it's been a minute. So episode sixty one. You know we are kind of in the throes of summer here. Freestyle starting to heat up. Summer. Shit, it's 50 degrees outside. Yeah, you're right. It's spring. It's <laughs> Bo- spring. Borderline winter lately. <laughs> it, it did snow a couple times. <laughs> but our USA team did get a little bit, uh, do a little bit of work at the World Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're just jumping right into it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, why Real not? Quick. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Inside Trip One on Twitter. The Inside Trip One at gmail.com. Find us, like us, hit us up, send us an email. <laughs> Send us a telegram, you know, all that stuff. We are totally freestyling this this episode. It's all good. I think I've missed being on the mic with you. Right. Well, we're back. So what do you think? Did you get to watch any of that World Cup? I watched, I watched, I didn't get to watch a ton of it, but I got to watch a little bit of it. I didn't get to watch a ton. I watched a little bit myself, obviously followed along. I'm pretty sure I had some sort of, you know what? I think that weekend was my daughter's dance nationals competition. She's running you ragged. My whole family's running me ragged. <laughs> you got dance competitions. Your son is having shoulder surgery next week. He is. Had to take my doggy in for daycare evaluation today. Yeah, your dog and my dog are gonna be going to the same daycare. And they're gonna be classmates. That's they're gonna be classmates. Yeah. So uh, uh, I take my dog to doggy daycare a couple times a week. I don't have kids, unlike you. So you know, I, I spoil my dog. But even you. Taking your dog to doggy daycare so they can hang out together. Don't let your dog bully my bulldog. My dog will probably hump your dog. That's what he does. <laughs> He's a humper, man. <laughs> Learns from his old man. <laughs> so anyways, won the World Cup. You know, um, Iran and Russia didn't wrestle. Or Iran and Russia, they didn't wrestle. Uh, Russia was coming up with some bullshit saying that they were denied visas. I don't know. They're, they're pulling some Donald Trump shit. <laughs> did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. I don't know about all that, but do you think that you think that kind of uh, diminishes a little bit of the accomplishment not having Iran and Russia there? I think I think there's I think yes and no. Okay, no in the fact that look, the USA went out and they beat the people they you know they beat the people that were in front of them. One and two, you know, I some of the prognosticators that know a little bit more about the international scene than I do seem to indicate that Azerbaijan was the second best team, anyways, regardless. And, and the United States ended up beating them anyways. Now, they probably then, seeding-wise, would have had to have beaten Iran to get there rather than uh, Georgia and, uh, you know, Japan and, uh, I forget, and India, India, India. I think. Because that was when Kyle Dake launched that dude. Oh, my God. That chest wrap. I felt bad for that guy. That thing was – that dude shouldn't have been out there. Like, I should have I, – I don't know. I felt really bad for that guy. And, like, every time I look at the picture, I'm like – you know, like in basketball, like in the NBA, when LeBron dunks on a guy and he's like, you just got posterized. posterized. Yeah, that dude got posterized by Kyle Dake. That dude got 100% posterized by Dake. That was sick. Um, 
you know, one big match that I was pumped about and um, was that uh, Logan Steber, although he did lose to the uh, the Japanese guy, I believe, uh, he beat Haji Aliyev, who is, uh, uh, you know... A he looked sh- great in that match, yeah, by the way. he did. He looked awesome. He hit this low double bars of guard they finished on, and then, you know, he... It was, it was a tough match. Haji Aliyev is obviously no slouch. I don't know all of his accolades, but I know he's multiple-time medalist. I think he's won a world title before. Um, I, I'm almost positive. I, I believe you're right. Again, you, again, we're, we're, we're freestyling this podcast. We didn't do much research or else we would tell you. But I, I know the name Haji Aliyev is, 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 is a super he legit is considered contender. one of the best in the world at that weight class. Well, I guess that was 65 kilograms, right? So right. Typically, I think before he was at 61, mm-hmm. um, and he was considered one of the best in the world at that weight class. Right. Um, you know what? So I was able to catch a couple of Steber's matches, and what I liked is that even though he, he did lose a match, I think he's starting to show some adjustments to the international style. Like, he wrestled some matches, okay. I don't want to say conservatively, but just he wrestled smarter, more of an international style rather than just going out there and Different just... Different gun, gunslinging. Yeah, rather than just firing off, you know, volume attacks all match long. Well, yeah, no, he's he's the traditional gunslinger, and, and I think he's learning a little bit more that, you know, you got to keep the pace up against these foreign opponents, especially the Russians, because they're not in any type of good shape. But at the same time, you need to pick your spots. Um, Steber was able to do that against the uh, Azerbaijani... And Aliyev um, had a great match, won there. David Taylor, I'm pretty sure, teched every guy he wrestled. You know I what, think that – go ahead. No, like to me, the coolest thing about the World Cup this year was it was the first time that we got to see yep. the USA put out our best lineup. The lineup that everyone's been talking about the last few years, being able to get in James Green, Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Dake, David Taylor, Jaden Cox, and obviously Kyle Snyder. Um, and then, you know, Gwazdowski after that. So – it was impressive to That's see some heavy hitters what that top. team, what that lineup can do with those guys in it, which gets me excited for the World Championships. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, I don't know. Look, other countries are going to have depth as well, and they're going to be they're going to probably be happy too that they're going to be able to fill some of these spots. But I'm not sure that any country is adding a David Taylor and Kyle Dake to a lineup that weren't able to make that lineup previously. I mean, Dake has beaten multiple-time world medalists. Taylor's beaten world and Olympic champions. Bad. Right. I mean, David Taylor's the most impressive, I think, um, uh, freestyle wrestler on our team that's never been on a, on a world team ever. I just just in terms of what he's been able to do internationally. I'm not sure any, but remember that World Cup last year? I mean, he ran he dominated everybody. high-level competition, Yeah, he beat uh, Yazdani Shirati. You know, or I think, yeah, I think that's the guy's name uh, from Iran. So I think it's, you know, it's going to be a, I think we're going to put together a really nice team for Worlds this year. I'm looking forward to watching the, uh, the Worlds this year. And kind of a preface to that is, you know, we got the U.S. Open coming up, coming up this weekend. Um, you know, pre-seeds are out. I think it's uh, it's a Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we'll verify that here for sure. What when it starts? Yeah. Well, I mean, the World Cup started the twenty fourth. I think it's the twenty fourth. Right, but I'm, I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to think when does when does the um. I'll mince pretty freestyle be Saturday. Yeah. Well, it's two days now. Oh, okay, so two days. Sa- two days it, it'll be Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I so believe. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, don't know. Remember when we told Kyle Snyder to show up on the wrong day for the Penn State match? <laughs> you kept on saying it was Friday and it was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten a few things wrong. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um. You know, I think the uh, – and rightfully so, the Open's a little watered down um, with uh, the top-end guys. Like, our top-end guys aren't going to be going because we had so many damn medalists last year. Would we have six of six of the eight guys medal last year? So six of the ten weight classes, guys are sitting to, in the finals of the final X. So they're not going to be there. So, um, it, it, you know, you don't have that top-end talent um, for any guy. So, like – that being said, Gilman's not going to be at the the open, right? He doesn't have to. He doesn't even have to wrestle at the team trials, right? I mean, so obviously you're not going to have Gilman at 57 kilograms. I don't even think Spencer Lee's going to be there either. Um, even what though, do you make of that? Sp- well, I mean, he's already qualified for oh, the team right. trials he's because he's an NCAA champ. So there's really no reason for him to be there. So you know, let him heal, let him recoup. Um, you know, but on the same hand, you're going to have a date and fix there. Um, uh, Tony Ramos is going to be there as well. So I can't I'm believe Ramos is on 57. Match. He's he, kind of bounced around. 
he looks like he – I mean, when you saw him live last year at the Real Team Trials when he lost to Gilman, I mean, he looked like a guy that could continue to make 57 kilograms even with the change in weight and rules. It's strange because he was a bit – he was a decent-sized 33. Mm, was he really, though? I don't know. He, he's just mean. He was, was he mean. really decent size? I, maybe not. You know who I'm excited to see uh, – uh, and I'm not going to say make their debut, but, you know, out of college is Darian Cruz. Look, I'm not sure he's going to be much of a player, but uh, a, I like watching I him wrestle. Oh, I disagree, Ben. You don't think he's going to be a player? No. No, but I like watching no. him wrestle. He's slick, Rick. Um, who you got Who you got at the open of 57? I, you, you going with the grizzly old vet, Ramos? Are you, are you looking date and fix, my friend? And that I mean, trapped I, arm gut. If I'm picking between the two, I'm going to go fix. I'm gonna take the new kid on the block this time. Really? Yeah, I really do. Remo stale? I really to you? am. I, um, He's a little stale to me. I don't know if I call him stale. I just you just get to a certain point in your life where it's like, how much are you devoting to this? And I don't know. I can't answer that question. I don't know how much Ramos has been devoting to training for this, you know, for this type of tournament and to make another run. He when Gilman beat him at the World Team Trials last year, he he it, it looked like the passing of the torch to me. Right. Right. Um. I, I can't disagree with you there. And, you know, he's been down there coaching at North Carolina. I'm sure he's been training, you know. But, uh, you know, who's he working out with? Coleman Scott? I, I don't know. And Coleman Scott ain't looking like he's been working out a lot lately. No <laughs> offense because he, he, he looks a couple years away from looking like me. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He does. That's, you 25-pounders, man. 25-pounders are cut a lot, dude. You end up getting that big old fucking beer belly. Uh, you know, an interesting name here and. Who who had his best year on the uh, circuit last year was Frank Pirelli. He was a good college wrestler, a really good college wrestler. Didn't do much on the circuit and just hung around. And last year was his best year. Um, I think he, either at the Schultz or the Farrell, was the highest placer um, from the United States. And uh, had some really close matches with uh, with NATO and company. Um, so I, he could he could come and spoil the party. Zach Sanders, I, you know, as the four uh, four seed, I, I think he's probably he's probably just who is the one seed? Is it Ramos? It's Ramos, and yeah. the two seed is it's Fix. It's Fix. Yeah, okay. I don't have him in front of me. You know, look, Fix yeah. is a multiple time junior world uh, champ. Right, right. I get it. I get it. You know, guys like Pirelli. <laughs> Pirelli Pirelli's is a guy that I could. See, he's going to go out there. He's going to win some matches. Might be able to knock off a big name. I don't think he's going to knock off, knock off multiple big names. He's the type of guy that you could send down to like the Pan Ams. Probably, maybe you know, place really high. Maybe even win the Pan Ams. Probably. Yeah. I don't see. You no, know, I just I don't see him spoiling the party. I think it's going to come down to, to, to Fix and Ramos. How about Zane Richards at fifty-seven kg? That's an interesting name. And I always thought he was a big 33-pounder. Right, I, right. Yeah, he, I thought, was a big 33-pounder. And it's a day ups, day ups, you know? So uh, I, I think... I, then again, after seeing Kendrick Maple make 61, dude, I'm, I don't know how these dudes are doing yeah, it. I don't know either. And this is how funny it is. It's like, you know, put this into a college tournament bracket, and we're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch this tournament. And then we look at the U.S. Open, and we're like, eh, nah, whatever. So you know, talk to me about 125. I want to know, all right. Assuming they meet in the quarters, you want to go big Gable dogs? and Coon. Who are you taking? Holy shit! You you bumped all the way up. No, I'm just you know we're just Coon just Gable talking. Stevenson. Yeah. I'm Assuming taking, they meet they meet in the quarters, who are you taking? I'm taking Adam Coon all day. Are you, dude? Adam Coon is ginormous. He beat Kyle Snyder. I get it. Gable Stevenson ain't beating Kyle Snyder right now. I'll tell you that much right now. Did I hear wrong? I could have swore I heard something that said Kyle Snyder said like one of the toughest guys that gives him. That gives him matches is when he when he when he practices with Gable Stevenson. I think he's he said that Gable gives him some good looks. I'm not sure Gable's in there beating him. You think he's beating Snyder in the room? I didn't say he's beating him. I'm just <laughs> paraphrasing a quote that I thought I heard. But I mean, look, just like you said with Dayton Fix, he was multiple time world champ. Gable Stevenson's a multiple time, three time world champ, two time cadet, one time junior, still at cadet age. Yeah, well, he should have wrestled cadet then. Um. Why would he wrestle cadet then? Well, I don't know. He Look, won. He won seven, junior. He's seventeen years old, probably. Uh, he's not beating Adam Coon. He's not beating Tony Nelson. <laughs> All right. What's Jake Varner doing? <laughs> he's on that Coleman Scott diet. Why is he wrestling? Well, because he's not going to beat Kyle Snyder. But why is he wrestling? He has, he has. I don't think he's wrestled in two years. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think that. Uh, I think Adam Kuhn has a shot to 
beat Don Bradley. You think so? Yeah, I really do. Look, I mean, yeah. That's I, all on I, I that think, same look, side. You have to favor Adam Coon, but I'm not going to be shocked in the least if Gable Stevenson wins that match. I you mean, wouldn't be shocked? I would not be shocked. I think Gable Stevenson comes in next year and wins an NCAA championship as a true freshman heavyweight. Sure. And I don't even think it's close. Well, nobody's, nobody's, nobody of Adam Coon's abilities at NCAAs next year. Um, Here's how Gable Stevenson can beat him. Because Gable Stevenson's got some great attacks. He's he's an ex, he's excellent, very quick uh, for a heavyweight. Maybe get get Coon's leg up and step outs. Because I'm not sure you're gonna want to try to be. Bar- you want to try to bars a guard Coon? No, no. And you got to prevent. He's got to stop Coon from pushing him out too. Right. So. So you're taking Coon. At some point, you're a little bit more savvy too, right? And Coon is an excellent Greco wrestler too. You're right. He is. Um, like I said, look. I think you, you want to take Gable. You have to favor Coon, but I'm not going to be surprised if Gable wins. I mean, Gable's yeah. a guy that's been, you know, I don't care if he is 17 years old. He's a guy that's been, you know, training out the out of the OTC for years. He's been training with high-level athletes for years. Two-time cadet world champ. He's won a junior world champ. I mean, <laughs> he's won everything there is. He's I, literally won everything there is. Everything he's wrestled, he's won. You think it's finally, uh, I think it's shit or get off the pot time for Nation Garrett. Oh, you going back to Nation, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, we thought he was going to be the guy. I thought he was 57. the guy at 57. Yeah, I did. I was wrong. We both thought he was. We both picked him multiple times. And then he almost has Ramos beaten, and then Ramos says he breaks him because of a flea in the hold call. Or, um, I mean, but I think that we've just seen a deterioration of his ability since he's gone down to Arizona State. Maybe it's the women. <laughs> Can't blame him for that. He's out of Arizona State, man. You know, they like to party out there. Yeah. I mean, we're, and we're obviously just speculating. I have no clue. Um, but I think it should have got the pot time for him. Even though he just graduated two years ago, right? Hey, um, uh, was it two years ago? It was more than that. I think it was, I think it was more than I two thought years he ago. won his last one in 16. Uh, you might be right. You're probably right. And what about 79 kilograms? Man, we're going all over the place. Okay. What about it? Go? No, I'm good with that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about 61, but let's go to 79. I'm well, just curious. No Mark Hall, no Zahid Valencia. How do you feel about that? It doesn't make sense to me for... Well, I, Zahid is in these precedes that I'm looking at, but... Oh, is he? He's in the precedes I'm looking at, but I've heard that he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be there. Um, so, well, Zahid, I mean, doesn't, you... Zahid doesn't need to be there. He's the champ. Mark Hall, why? Is he going to wrestle juniors? That's a good question. I don't know. Is he junior eligible? Or is he wrestling U23s? I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, I, I guess you would still have Dake, right? You still got Dake. You got Deeringer well, you got Dake in that weight class. Is yeah. that it? If he's not there, yeah. Who else do you want? Josh Asper? I, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's, no, there's I, much else. Um, I haven't seen the latest uh, <clears throat> updates. Okay. You think Dake runs through Deeringer? I thought I had the. I swear I thought I had the registration in Flow Arena. Um, sorry. This is some bad podcast. Are we still talking right now? Yeah, we're still talking. Oh God! All right, well I'll, I'll keep going then. Um, uh, do I think Dake runs through Derringer? Man, he tacked him that one time, like what last year, last summer at the Open. No, it wasn't at. I don't think it was at the open. He tech team at the uh, at the France tournament, I believe. That's right. And then and at the then open, at it was the, tighter. At the team trials, it was tighter. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he runs through them. Challenge tournament, yeah. I I, I think the Derringer is a really good backup, but I, I don't think the Derringer's got a shot to beat Dake. I think it's Dake's time. Yeah, I'd like to think that as well. So, um, Derringer might be one of those guys, just like some other people that maybe never makes a world team. We see those guys all the time, right? That are, I mean, phenomenal. What was Derringer? He was a Hodge Trophy winner, three-time champ, took third as a freshman? Yep. Took third as a freshman. Maybe well, never makes a world team? Got screwed in the semifinals St. against John. Derek St. John. Yeah, so, I don't know. What do you think about that match? I, I You know, when I think when Dake beat him, he laced him up, didn't he? Yes. So, you know, dude, anybody can tech anybody if you get a good lace. Eh, or did he? I know Dake. I just remember Dake looked really impressive that match. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to – I agree with you. I, I I think it's Dake's time. I think it is Dake's time. I think he's – again, we've got the best guys fitting in with the new weights 
Dake is definitely one of the best guys. I mean, minus a Jordan Burroughs, he would have been on multiple world teams. So, yeah, you definitely got a favor. You definitely got a favor, Dake. And, and what I, did Brandon Wright say to the face? What? What does he say to the face? Wasn't Brandon Wright the dude that slapped that guy? He smacked a few guys. <laughs> was it Brandon Wright? <laughs> definitely was Brandon Wright. He smacked Dardanes, I think. Yeah, the question was, what does Brandon Wright say to the face? The answer is slap. <laughs> okay. You must be on a website or something. No. Um, I'm just scrolling through all these, man. All right. Nah, City 5. Steve or McKenna? Where, where's Zane? Rumors Zane. The rumors are Zane might be going 70 kg, son. It makes sense. I think it makes sense. I think the new weigh-in rules, you're going you're gonna to see guys go up a weight, and it makes absolute sense. I mean... Yeah, but can he beat... Well, I guess he beat the hell out of James Green down at... Uh, at uh, 65. Remember that? That's at, been a while, at right? The trials, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I, I think you're going to see guys go up away. I think you already see it, you know, at 70 kilograms. I think Molinero's going up to 70 kilograms. Molinero's at 70. Logan's at 65. Logan's at 65. So you're going to see that happen. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked in the least by it. Um, I think 65, you know, at least at the U.S. Open, I mean, I think, in my opinion, I think it's Steber's to lose. Right. I mean, Joe McKenna's the two seed, and I think that we all know who stacks up. Right. After that, you might have a guy like you might what like a like an Evan Henderson or something. Evanson, Ken Dig. Then you're talking about Andy Simmons. That's Nick Simmons' brother, right? Um, we'll go with that. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, and then so if Zane goes up, this is the nice thing about the United States nowadays is that okay, Zane was our guy at 65 last year. If he goes up, all we do is throw in a world champion Logan Stever. You know. And even if Zane stays down at 65, there's no guarantee he makes a team. Who would you favor in that match? And I, I, I'll tell you, I think I might favor Zane. Which sucks to say, because, you know, Logan's... I don't know if this makes any sense, what I'm going to say. It probably doesn't. I'm exhausted right now, to be truthfully honest. Um, I think in an international tournament overseas, I would favor Steber. I really? Think. In a tournament like this, the U.S. Open in the United States, I would probably favor Zane. And I wonder if Final X, that weight class 65, is contested in State College, too, which is kind of shitty. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. There's, you know, the Open's, it's, PD3's wrestling in it. <laughs> next topic. What? He's the third seed. <laughs> Moving on to the next topic. <laughs> Can he beat Richard Perry? PD3 could beat anybody on any given day that he wants he to. He can beat David Taylor. Well, I mean, if you ask PD3, he'll tell you he can beat David Taylor. David Taylor's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. Anybody challenge Kyle Smith? He, he if, rolled through Gabe Dean, I will tell you that, that one match. It was a close match, wasn't it? <laughs> Any, anybody challenging Kyle Snyder this year? In the United States? Yeah. Not unless you're strapping up. Kyvin Gadsden, baby. All right, all right. That's enough of terrible U.S. Open talk. I'm glad. Look, the thing is, I'm glad I got to talk to talk about it with you. Um, but that's all I got from U.S. Open. Unless you got something else, what team do you think wins it? I'm going. With, <laughs> I'm going with the United States. I'm going with the. No, I'm going with Titan Mercury, baby. A way to go out on a limb there. You want to parlay or parlay a little uh, college talk? Um, something a little more in our wheelhouse. I think it's funny. It's just I'm. I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying watching you lead us through this today. Yeah, man. I always love the, the, the Ben Watson. Well, that's all I got about that. That's all I got to <laughs> say about that one. I love watching. Um, Wrestling? Me too. No, I mean, I love watching the freestyle season. I just it, I just haven't had as much uh, time to follow. I'm pumped for the Open. Let's just put it that way. Who's taking the uh, Cleveland State job, man? You got to promote Josh Moore. Why? What if David Boyard's available? Um, I would still promote Josh Moore. Really? I would. He's similar to Michigan State. He's the guy that's been there through the... How long has Josh Moore been there? I'd probably say three, four years. Right. So, no, he's not similar to Michigan State. It's more similar to an Indiana situation. I mean, Roger Chandler was at Michigan State for years. 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 Yeah. So, uh, to me, it's not the same thing. I think you promote Josh Moore, In my, uh, to be honest. Um you know, we were talking to Neiman about this kind of over text as well. As in, and I said that more important than the coach is the administrative backing for the Cleveland State job. You know, whoever they bring in, it's not going to work if they got no administrative backing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They need administrative backing. 
They need support for the program. If you give support for the program, just just some, and you give you get a decent head coach in there that can that can bring in some um, mid tier talent, bring in some of the top oh, top state level guys, maybe not top national level guys, but top state level guys from Ohio. You're gonna get some all Americans to finally sneak on that podium, and that's how you kind of make your name. So I, I'm just curious, in your opinion, I I, I like David Boyard. And well, he's an Akron I'm guy. Not, I'm not bashing him at all. Yeah, he's he's an Akron guy. He's a Northeastern Ohio guy. I get all that. But in your opinion, what did he do at Eastern Michigan that says bring him to Cleveland State? And I'm not saying he well, did remember, a bad he wasn't job. He was the head coach the whole. Remember that was, uh, Porter was the head coach for a while before. Um, well, he got their he play, they placed the uh, in the top three in the MAC, I think, um, twice, um, and they. Started to get a bunch of dual wins. I think dual wins is important. You know, even if you're not wrestling the toughest of schedules, you know. And he recruited pretty well. He got some recruits to come in there that were qualifying for nationals. So, okay, maybe he didn't get a ton of All-Americans. He got one All-American in his head coaching tenure there. But he did get consistent national qualifiers. Yeah, okay. And, and I can respect that. Cleveland State hadn't even got a national. They got one national qualifier this year, you know. Right. No, I get it. I was just curious. As to what your opinion was, and he's got a little bit more head coaching experience. Not to say, hey, I'll be pumped as long if they if they bring in Josh Moore. I think anybody's an upgrade to uh, Ben Stahura, <laughs> who kind of bad. like when when they were initially going to drop the program. I was thinking like, you know, my first thought was, you know, this this job could be awesome. They could do great things in Cleveland State. Then I was like, they got to get a coach with at least somewhat of a name in there. And Josh Moore's got a name. His brother's doing pretty damn good at Lockhaven. Yep. So. You know, another job that's open before we kind of get into the coach changes is Edinburgh's job's now open. I think Boyard might be interested in something like that, too. I don't know. Do you think Edinburgh could draw a big name? Was The thing is, I don't know if Flynn was a big name back then. He's been there so long. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I, I would th- I would like to think that Edinburgh could still draw a big name. Maybe not. I mean, we're not talking about a name like on the caliber of Kale Sanderson like that type of name, right. yeah, a Bono type name. I'm not talking about that, but I think they could draw a guy that could continue to keep that program rolling and you know keep its continued success going. I know they had a down year this year, but I mean, being where they're located at, yeah, get a good coach. And I would assure right. you know, because they recruited well in Ohio and PA. Right. I mean, you 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 are in the middle of a hotbed of of wrestling where you can get recruits. Think about all the recruits they get from PA, from Ohio. Um, so, yeah, you get a guy in there that can continue that success, that tradition of success that, that Flynn did. Yeah, I think I think they would draw a big name. Do you hear that um, Baumgartner is no longer the AD? He moved into another administrative role. Still with the, with the program, though, right? Still still at Edinburgh, yeah. yeah. I kind of I always felt comfortable and protective. Edinburgh was protective when Baumgartner was the AD. You know, hopefully that's still the same. What do you think about these other coaches' changes, though? So let me ask you this. Who, who got the best of them? West Virginia goes out and gets Timmy Flynn. Wisconsin gets Bono and Reeder. But, you know, we're not counting that because I think Tim Flynn's bringing his staff, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, SDSU makes a big splash. That's a big splash. <laughs> <laughs> With Damian Hahn. It's funny, man. I'm sorry. Like, I can't help but to think, like, every time I think about Damian Hahn going to South Dakota, I'm like, what? what? Who'd this guy rat on? Is this the witness protection program sending the New Jersey mob guy to the middle of South Dakota? Like, he wrestled from Minnesota. I know, but it sounds like witness protection to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still using his name. Who do you think got the best of it? Well, t- let me, I'll answer that question just first. Just coaching. All right, just coaching. I, I think Wisconsin got the best of it, in my, my opinion. I think when you look at what Bono's done, he's had success everywhere he's gone. He's right. been a head coach before. He was at Chattanooga, I believe, right? UTC, correct? Prior to South Dakota State? I don't know. I'm just positive. So. Can we look that up real quick? Yeah. All right, so yeah, so we we confirmed um, confirmation you know, confirmation via the interweb. Um, as I thought, you know, Bono was at UTC prior to being prior to it being called Chattanooga. Had success there. Goes to South Dakota State. I mean, puts that program on the map, makes it a desirable place, a place so desirable to draw a big name like Damian Hahn there. Once that opening came up, but Bono's a high energy guy. He's so infectious. That's a great coach. 
and I, right there, I think I think that's a that's a great way to to sum it up. He's so infectious, and his enthusiasm and his energy just really, really helps the programs where he's at have a lot of success. So I like Wisconsin getting him. I think it's going to make the Big Ten that much tougher. It's going to make Wisconsin uh, a, a lot tougher than what they've been lately. So I think Wisconsin got the best of it there. But the question is with Bono, I think is can he can is he going to be able to handle the pressure of the Big Ten in terms of the the oversight that you potentially now nah, that you have? You know, I mean, you, now you've got you know an AD of a Big Ten program overlooking your you know your moves and making determinations. Hey, you know what's going on here? What's going on with these recruits? Expectations are really high for him. Expectations are higher for him now than they were for Barry Davis. Barry Davis kind of sat in that little lull. You know, I think people kind of forgot and just kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. I think that that AD's probably got some high expectations for Bono to come in and immediately make an impact in the Big Ten. I, th- I think every AD and every coach is going to want to make an immediate impact, but I don't think the expectation is, is that you make an immediate impact. It's let's build this program back up to what it used to be. And you know what? I think, I think Bono's a guy that can absolutely get that job done. And you talk about expectations. You know, even though his prior head coaching stints was at UTC and South Dakota State, he was also – a head assistant at Iowa State, which is a major college program. Right, exactly he understands right. it. He's been around that before. So to answer your question, in my opinion, I think Wisconsin got the best candidate. But Damian Hahn going to South Dakota State is super intriguing to me. On the surface, if you just think about it, it's like, oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a Jersey guy going out there. You know, he's been coaching at Cornell. But Damian Hahn wrestled for Minnesota. Minnesota is extremely close to South Dakota State. Minnesota is a huge recruiting state for South Dakota State, and to me, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm really curious to see what he can do. I, I think he's I think he's really excited to be there um, at South Dakota State, and I think a lot of it has to do with the AD. Okay, the AD is a, a big wrestling supporter. Um, you know, we know Bono did a majority of the legwork to get that program where it is, but it couldn't have been done without that AD. So that AD called Damian Hahn. Damian Hahn. He said he was content on staying at Cornell for the rest of his tenure as coaching. Okay, I was, I was listening to an interview he did with Takedown Radio, and he, you know, he was like, not until he was like, I'm good here. I love Cornell. You know, maybe he's thinking I'll take over for Cole when Cole leaves. Um, when he got that call from the AD, he hung up and he immediately was like, "Man, this is a place that I that I that I want to be." And uh, he made the move out there. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see who he brings in. Has any of his assistants been announced yet? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so either, but or I don't know either. But I do know that if he grabs maybe one of his uh, his old buddies from uh, Cornell or Minnesota days, like one of those big names, he's going to be able to recruit that fertile ground out there in Minnesota, um, You know, similar to the way Bono did. It's unfortunate that Peyton Robb, one of the um, top recruits for South Dakota State, he's transferring now to Nebraska. I would have liked to have seen him stay. Look, it's it's this young man's career. I understand if he's saying, hey, I, I was recruited by Bono. Now that Bono's leaving, I want to reopen my recruiting. Um, but, you know, I think that I think that it might be a mistake not to give Damian Hanna a chance here. Oh, no. You definitely give him a chance. And I think, I mean, you made a good point. I'd like to see the staff that he's going to bring in. I think he's going to need to bring in a good staff. But that Because that's what Bono did. Bono Reader. brought in a great staff. You know, guys like John Reeder. Um, as far as Peyton Rob goes, it's curious to me that Bono goes to Wisconsin, and so instead of transferring to follow Bono to Wisconsin, he transfers to another Big Ten school. So I'm wondering why. Maybe Rob's in like a Wicks weight or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly what weight Peyton Rob projects at, but maybe it's in a weight that he, that, where Wisconsin already got a guy. We don't know what type of money's tied up either. Maybe Wisconsin's got some bad scholarships on the books. Wicks at the same weight as Isaiah White, man. So I mean. It's not like you're, you know, going from one situation to another. I mean, so and if you look at Nebraska, I mean, they got guys that's good at all around those weight. But what classes. are the scholies? You know, it's all about scholarships, right? I mean, sure. What what could Wisconsin? Maybe Wisconsin's tied up with some really bad scholarships um, that they got to get off the books. Uh, who knows? Um, but I, I think that I think that South Dakota State. I just want to. We need to keep South Dakota State relevant as a wrestling community. South Dakota State's Wyoming's. You know they need to stay relevant. Those those are the important programs that that um, need to keep producing all American type guys because that's what's going to keep wrestling around in college. It's not just going to be the top ten teams, guys. You know you need teams like South Dakota State, who I think took twelfth this year and finished above Oklahoma State. 
that's what Bono did. Yeah, I mean, um, they had multiple multiple All Americans. The their first national three champion. All Americans, yeah. right? It, it was a great season for them, and I completely agree with you there. Look, they for losing a coach like Bono. I, I think they brought in the best possible replacement they could have. Right. I think that they landed the guy, the guy they wanted. Yeah. Because Damian Hahn would have been uh, – there's a number of colleges out there, programs that would have loved to have had him as a head coach. And I think just like you thought and just like he mentioned, we all thought that Damian Hahn was a Cornell guy for life, waiting to take over for Rob Cole. But who knows? You know, Rob Cole doesn't look like he's ready to leave anytime soon. So and he's doing a pretty good yeah, job. Doing a great job. I mean, their team's going to exactly, be stacked. Exactly. Their team, Cornell's going to be really good. So I'd say, look for for all the 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 sadness that we all felt when Bono announced he was leaving South Dakota State. I think they they hit a home run in the hire. But I'll still say, Bono, Wisconsin got the best guy. Um, what do you think about Timmy Flynn? He's a little long in the tooth, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, it's he's interesting old. West Virginia decided to bring in a guy that's more towards the back end of his career than the front end, right? What I find most interesting is why did Flynn leave? Why did he leave a program, a school, that's a wrestling school? I mean, it's a, that's that's their best sport. It's, they're known for their wrestling program. He built a great program. They've had a lot of success. To go to West Virginia, who has historically at least in the last 10 years or so, struggled with the wrestling program. Why? Well, I think is it money? Yeah, I think money? there's yeah, I think there's some there's there's some definite definite uh there's some definite tangible reasons that we can identify. One, you know, West Virginia one is it's a Big 12 school. Um they have a lot more funding in terms of just scholastic uh or, you know, school funding for athletics. They've probably got I know They've got better um, facilities because Edinburgh's wrestling room is, man, <laughs> I tell you what, that's a place that, you know, warriors go to train to, like, become All-Americans. That's not your, where, your, where your posh boys, your Mark Halls of the world are going to go and, and uh, you know, feel all good with their hair slicked back. Yeah, Pat Lugo wasn't no warrior. He right. Had, he had to transfer to a, to a posh school. That's right. I mean, that's where those dudes, like, you know— Mitchell Port with his freaking mullet go. Chris Honeycutt. Yeah, Honeycutt. Tattoos all over his right. body. You got it. Well, Pat Lugo does too. But, but anyways, you know, you got to be Honeycutt from the right cloth to go to Edinburgh, man. Bad. You liked it. That's bad. You liked it. Um, <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> I thought that was funny as shit. <laughs> um, look, Tim Flynn's making more money now. Probably more stability. It's towards the end of his career. Um, and who knows what the hell's going on? With is Edinburgh. he towards the end of his career though? Why make a change like that? Maybe not towards the end, but I mean, if it's definitely you're on the back the half of it. End of your career, he's on the back half of it. It takes the same amount of time to play the back nine as it does to play the front nine. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I maybe I don't know. It depends on how much you had to drink. Um, why do you think he went then? I mean, you're you're busting my chops about asking all these questions. No, I don't. That, I don't know why. That's what what I, I found. Think interesting. Tangible reasons. That's right? what I found interesting. You know, I have no clue. Maybe maybe it's money. Maybe like you said, it's money. It's facilities. Maybe maybe the the administration says we need somebody to come in here because we want this program to be great. We think you're the guy to do it. I I have no clue. Um, maybe he saw the writing on the wall, Edinburgh. Maybe there's He's something. Been trying to get out for a minute. He went to. He almost took the pitch job last year. Pitt wouldn't put in writing that they would build a new facility. That's the only reason why he didn't go. Sure. So maybe maybe there's something at Edinburgh. Maybe he saw the well drying up at Edinburgh. I don't know. I mean, they're you know what do they got four or five scholarships compared to the nine point nine? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Then that would be if that's the case. Then I I can't blame there. anyone. I cannot blame anyone. If you're at a if you're coaching at a school that's not fully funded, and you get an offer to coach at a major program that's fully funded, I can't blame you. At all for wanting to go take that job, especially right. when there's more money involved. Get your money. You got to get your money. You got to get your money in this in, the, in this sport. So, you know, I think Tim Flynn will be a good coach. I think that he's a, he's shown that he can recruit Ohio and Pennsylvania, which I think is what West Virginia wanted above all else. Because now I think he's dragging a couple of his assistants with him, but above all else, West Virginia is probably saying, "Dude, we need to recruit Ohio and West Virginia or Ohio and Pennsylvania." Who's been able to do that? Well, Tim Flynn's been able to do that really well. We got the you know honey cuts. You got the habits, mm-hmm. uh, the ports, the shops. And Flynn has also been a great identifier of talent, okay? He's been able to identify talent that maybe 
isn't now Sean Russell. You know, obviously he's, he was a pretty big name recruit. He's a pretty big name, but from Georgia. I mean, you know, he's he's identifying this talent, and um, and maybe that's something they need. And now he's going to have the ability to not have to do all that administrative bullshit. But you know what Tim Flynn did really well at Edinburgh was taking taking guys who were great. I will say really good recruits, not. You know, the, probably not the David Cars and the Mark Tom Halls Tom. and stuff like that, and, and turning them into really good wrestlers. And I think David Habit was a classic example of that. Even Honeycutt. I mean, those two guys were both really good. I think David Habit may have only won one state championship, if I'm not mistaken, in Ohio. Right. Um, two at the most. Um, but guys He's like Habit, guy, right? Yes. Uh, guys like Habit, guys like Honeycutt, um, and turn them into. Really, really good wrestlers. I mean, multiple-time All-Americans, national finalists. Was Honeycutt a national champ? Finalist. He was a finalist, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, so so that's kind of some of the big-name recruits. I'm really – I'm hoping that CSU gets a big time – or gets a – you know, okay, if it's, if it's Josh Moore, that's great. I just want to see CSU do well. I want to see another program besides Ohio State and, and the Buckeye State um, do well. You know, Kent State's had their, their golden flashes of brilliance. Um, there's another one for you. Man, you, you're like, you were on this tonight, aren't you? Yeah, you know, Ohio University's kind of bobcatted around. All right, I'm done. Um, so you know, there's been some transfers as well. But the thing about Cleveland State, though, which I think will always hinder them, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, is it's a commuter college. Not not so much anymore, man. Nah, it's it's it's, a it's commu- way better than it used to be, bro. We've had it, this talk before. It may be way better than it used to be, but it's on par with the right state here locally where we're from. All right, if you st- if you look at right state, yeah, they got they got some dorms, they got you know apartments around them, but it's still known as a commuter college. Okay. All right. So if I'm a guy, if I'm a big, if, if right I'm a, state basketball made the freaking NCAA tournament this year. Wow. They won the Horizon League, baby. Fantastic. But you get the point I'm trying to make. I don't get You're it. always going to struggle to bring in, like, the really good guys. Do you want to you, you go to Cleveland State? Frank Baxter went to Cleveland State. Yeah, and look what he's doing now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I love you, Frank. Well, don't worry, because we'll probably have, like, seven people listen to this episode anyways. Transfers. I'm trying to lead you, Brandon. So speaking of uh, West Virginia... Uh, national finalist and two-time All-American Zeke Moisey just decided to transfer to Nebraska and uh, not wrestle for Ohio State. I thought Ohio State was going to get him. I was hoping. Really? Well, I was hoping. Nice year to bridge the gap until Malik can get above 112 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. Look, I, it, what's with Nebraska? Why is everybody going to Nebraska there, now? Yeah, yeah, everybody's I, just going to Nebraska. They must be Funneling some money from somewhere. No, don't Either say that. Or they that. got some good uh, titty bars out there. Don't say that. Corn fed. You ever seen some corn fed women? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I went to high school in Indiana. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then you know years. why they went there. <laughs> but um, what's your question again? It's bad. This is a bad podcast episode. <laughs> question. I just said, what do you think about Zeke Moisey transferring? <laughs> he transferred. I guess he didn't want to wrestle for Tim Flynn. I think I just said Flynn. I meant to say Flynn. Tim you, you Flynn. did say Tim Flynn. <laughs> um, and then now Sean Russell, the 125-pounder, uh, former All-American uh, for uh, um, Edinburgh, uh, asked for their release. Um, so along with a couple of the other guys, I think Dakota Greer. Asked for his release as well. It's a Gear or Greer, one of those two. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I they're both tough guys. They, I, and yeah. I think I think Dakota actually took a red shirt this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's tough. Now, listen, as an Ohio State fan, you know, always the 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 pie in the sky mentality or whatever. Sean Russell's a guy I would say transfer to Ohio State. I would be thrilled to have him at 125. I'd be pumped to have him at 125. But do you think he follows Flem? Flem? Yeah. Or Flynn. Flynn. Do you think he follows Flynn to West Virginia? Do you think that's kind of weird? You know, you, you're you, you're losing all. Flynn's transferring in. He's like, all right, at least I got an All American on my team. Moise is like, peace, I'm out of here. And then maybe Flynn can get Russell to come with. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on in these kids' heads. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want the cover to be bare at Edinburgh, though. You know, because I think that that's—I think you lose your coach, all of a sudden your best guys transfer out. 
that means that almost guarantees you a couple bad years, especially at a school like that. It's going to take a little while to rebuild. If you think about it, Ben, that's tr- that's troubling. It is from, a, it, from a from a from a dropping of a school program. I don't think Edinburgh is a program that gets dropped. I don't. Okay. Unless okay. there's stuff happening that we obviously don't know about. Who knows? They've got too strong of a wrestling tradition to drop that program, especially when it's basically the best sport that they have. Well, it's the only. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it gets dropped, but they already had a down year this year. I think we saw that, you know, start to happen the year before. Um, they they need to ensure that they bring in a coach that can stabilize that program. Stabilize is a great word. And get back to its recruiting ways, find good talent, they're in the perfect spot for it, and start their winning ways again. If not, if they make a bad hire, it could set the program back for a lot of years. Right, a bad hire is going to set a program, a program like Edinburgh back a lot Longer than it would set a program like WVU back, right? Yeah, I mean, you, look, you saw Sammy Henson didn't do shit for West Virginia, right? But and, you're still bringing in a, a guy, a guy like Tim Flynn, and I, I, you know, my guess is that they're going to be on the up, right? You know, we talk about Tim Tim Flynn being long in the tooth or getting old or whatnot, but again, going back, Pitt wanted him. Pitt, Pitt wanted him there. Right. You know, he just wanted certain stipulations that he didn't get and decided not to take the job. So, I mean, if he can get a trophy at Edinburgh with Four or five scholarships now. That's that's just what I've heard. So who knows? Maybe they're nine point nine fully funded. But, um, I, I don't think that's the case. But if you can get a trophy at Edinburgh, you can't. You mean to tell me that a school where Bruce Baumgartner was the AD, they only get they're not a fully funded wrestling. They don't program. got a lot of money, dude. You haven't seen their facilities. They are. I've seen their facilities. They are god awful. I've seen them in videos. Yeah, they are god. They look awful. They are awful. I've wrestled in them. But you know what? That's where warriors go to train. That's where warriors go to train. Anyway. Um. Hey, what about Tom? Can we talk about Tom Ryan's comments on Kyle Snyder not being oh, mentioned God, for the Hodge? Oh, we're just going Hodge now. Okay, one, congratulations to Zane Rathford on winning the second Hodge trophy. That's the right choice, right? I mean, yeah, that, that that's the guy that should have won the Hodge. Yeah. What did Tom Ryan exactly say? Something like Kyle Snyder should have been the Hodge. Did, did he say no, he should have been the Hodge winner or he, he should have been a, in the Hodge? He wasn't like mentioned as a finalist. Right. Like, dude, you had a loss. And Tom Ryan said that he should have been mentioned as a finalist? No, he shouldn't have been. No, is that what Tom Ryan said? Yes, he absolutely not should have no. should have not been. Gross was the only one mentioned in the, with, with a, a loss, and he got he had wrestled way more matches, higher bonus percentage, way more pins, and his only loss was up a weight class to um, the guy who was ranked number one in the country, I believe, at the time. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, Kyle Snyder. Look, I he, cringed when I read those comments by 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 Uncle Tom. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I, Father Tom, (laughs) I don't know, it just came out way worse, (laughs) I wasn't calling him an Uncle Tom, I was calling him, like, that's what you called him, I don't even know if we need to delete this, because I, I don't know if that's completely inappropriate to say, well, obviously you you meant no, no harm by it, (laughs) um, so we're going to move on on that one. Um, yes, Father Tom shouldn't have made those comments. I think he was just sticking up for his <laughs> his, his guy. But you know, he shouldn't have been mentioned as a finalist. You know, I get it. it look, if you're going to mention his off season, all right, his his international you know creds and the 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 last three years accomplishments and things like that, that's great. But then that they need to change the criteria for the Hodge to include all that stuff. Okay. Unfortunately, they don't consider that shit. It's the best and college wrestler. It's the best college wrestler. And Kyle Snyder wrestled like 15 matches and he lost one. Yeah, he couldn't even win all of his matches. He I'm couldn't not- even major Neville's by more than 13 points so we can win that damn duel. He got taken down by Casper and White. Derek White. Oh, I was. <laughs> Derek Casper White. is White. <laughs> no, Casper and Derek White. Where are you going with this? Jeez, I need to keep my job. Uh, Casper and Derek White. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I cringed at those comments. Well, I cringe at some of yours. <laughs> oh, you cringe at mine? Um, did you hear... Uh, no, I don't want to get into that yet. EMU. Looks like, it looks like it's done. It's done. I mean, people get over it. It's done. It's, I know, but it's... No, it's done. hard to say just get over it. I mean, that sucks. Like, I'm sorry, but it, it, Boise State is done. If Boise State's done, EMU's done. And Boise State had a shit ton more success than EMU. So thank you for angering me right now for bringing up this subject, but they're done. It's over. 
I think Brandon's just angry right now, guys. I apologize about my that. My fucking grundle hurts because I rode my bike 10 miles to your house. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you made that decision. I did. Um, I just, I, I'm sad for EMU. They, they, you know, I think that it does show the power of the wrestling community. They came out in droves to support the organization. Unfortunately, we, we always end up supporting the organizations after the decision to drop programs happens, yep. not before. And that's a problem. Um, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and it's like it, it, it's irritating, and I, you know I, I I may say some things that upset people right now, but until EMU decided to drop their program, there wasn't a single media outlet wanting to devote time and attention to the EMU program, with the exception of saying, "Hey, they got their first All American in so many years," but no one was, you know. Uh, lauding them for their third place Mac finish multiple times or whatever it was, you just didn't talk you're about right. them. I mean, you're People right. People weren't pouring money into the program, and, and and that's the problem. Like you said, we wait until programs get dropped to do this, and then there's this outcry, and and the the situations where the community, the wrestling community, does win, like Cleveland State, it's ultimately because either the wrestling community or somebody gets held hostage for money, and. The, these administrations know that, and that's what happens. But EMU is done. You're, you're right. We, we we do end up getting held hostage for money. That's what happened at uh, Cleveland State. They they voted to raise the student. The students voted to raise their fees per credit hour to fund the team. Um, I think there's some funny money, funny business going on behind the scenes with EMU. I think there's some agendas. One hundred percent. Similar to Boise State, the agenda with Bob Cura or whatever his name was, uh, the the um, the uh, president. Who wanted that baseball team? Wanted baseball. Yeah, you know, there's definitely some agendas behind this. Um, it's unfortunate. It, it's going to be the nature of our sport. Our sport isn't for everybody. Uh, we, we talk about wanting to make our sport mainstream because we love it so much, but it's just not going to happen. We're, we're always going to be an Olympic-style sport. We can continue to grow in popularity, but if you think that people are going to be sitting down that, don't, that have never wrestled before or don't have a tie to wrestling and consistently watching wrestling, it's just not going to happen. No, it's, it's not. And we're not going – no matter what rules we change or what we do, we're not going to start creating new fans of the sport who are in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. You know, it's just not going to happen. Not on, not, on a, not on a huge basis. No. It not, will happen. It will happen organically for certain people. But it's not going to happen systemically on a, on a large basis. Absolutely not. Um, I, I think it's just what irritates me the most about the whole EMU situation. Yes, is the funny money, but wrestling is a sport that can be uh, you can you can have it as a program at a university on a minimal budget. Okay, you don't have to travel far to compete. Right, you can compete within your region. Um, you it know, doesn't take a ton of it doesn't take equipment. a ton of expenses to to run the program, and you know, wrestling is not the only sport at a university that does not generate a ton of funding. Very few sports do. You know, you have Two football, do. and then sometimes basketball. men's basketball, not all, and every once in a while, women's basketball. Right. Those are about that's about it, and it's just so irritating. Wrestling is actually one of the only few sports whose national championships generate a profit. That's why cities I won it. I think one of four. Right. I think they're one of four. I think it's a football, basketball, baseball, and, um, and wrestling. wrestling. Right. So it's just, I don't know, it's irritating, but yeah, you're right. It's done. It is. It's, it's, it's super frustrating, um, but we can, we, can, we can beat the door down as much as we want. But I think that, you know, it's my personal opinion that, that, that wrestling will never be a mainstream sport. You know, one of I the agree. one of the mainstream sports that have these professional wrestling leagues that people are selling out arenas for to watch. You know, on a season basis. Not in the United States, right? Not in the United States. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't mean that we can't fight for what we have now, um, and we need to. I mean, you look at the wrestling fans that we do have. Um, let's see, people piss and moan about having to pay a fee to watch some watch a stream okay right they, people get angry that flow charges to watch events right then but they're not willing to travel to watch the events live either so and they're not willing to pay 12 bucks or whatever it is a month 15 bucks a month if that right so i, I mean you, you what's the saying you know you can't have your cake and eat it too right i mean it's just what it is the bird in the hand is worth two in the bush make like a tree and bark it depends on whose bush it's in you're honey cutting it close today, bud. <laughs> oh, I like Got him. <laughs> all right, all right. I got a couple more things I want to talk about. Then we're gonna wrap this yeah. shit show up. 
because we're almost at an hour, bro. T O S U got a guy, big time recruit, who uh, I think kind of a little under the radar. Is it Kevon Freeman? We can go with that. Yeah. I think it's Kevon Freeman, three time Ohio State champ, uncommitted. He was a senior this year, won it, uncommitted until recently, commits to Ohio State. Uh, you know, he's he's going to be in the mix with the. With the bigger boys, uh, with the, you know, I think probably 57 at the lightest to 84 at the heaviest type guy. Um, really good on top. Amazing Matt wrestler. Um, where the hell is he going to fit in, though? I mean, you got that's a, and, and I'm not and that's rhetorical. You don't need to answer that question. Um, but it's like Ohio State is finally starting to do things, you know, that that they could only dream of a couple years ago. And we're talking about getting elite level recruits, like nationally ranked recruits that Potentially might not even crack the lineup for a significant period of time. I mean, next year, you know who might be riding the bench? Keyshawn Hayes and Ethan Smith. Both of those guys were top 50 um, recruits, pound for pound. You know, I mean. I think Hayes was top 20. Yeah, Hay- yeah. Hayes was even higher than uh, than Ethan Smith. Ethan was, I think, 51. So, but uh, And Hayes was top, tw- top 20. And either, if he doesn't go 57, it, it sounded like he might have to ride the pine. Now, you know, a lot of things can happen. Um, between now and then. I mean, he's got to... You're talking about, obviously, Micah dropping to 49. Right. Micah's, <laughs> Micah's got to get under Hayes, and he's got to be able to get out. <laughs> Don't be, I oh. wouldn't be surprised if Hayes gets that claw tilt and just says... <laughs> yeah, it says it says goodnight, Irene. I, I, I actually want Micah to go 57. Because I, 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 I want Hayes to get back in that lineup. You know what? It's funny you say that. I want Micah to go where he wants to go because all he's done is take one for the team since he stepped onto that campus. Well, he's got one more year to do it. You know? One more year to take one for the team. Well, okay. <laughs> um, that that's really. Uh, so, what was your point of talking about Freeman? I just think it's a big recruit. Did you have a question? No, no question. I'm Did just you have happy. A concern? I'm just happy. No, no concerns at all. So the interesting thing, though, about Freeman is the fact that he did commit so late in the process. I mean, extremely late. Right. And, What's going on with that? You know, obviously. No inside information, and it's just all kind of speculation. But somebody who is very much in the know um, had heard at Flow Nationals that the reason why Freeman was always uncommitted was because maybe he there was some 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 academic things that they were trying to overcome. Um, so hopefully, if that was the case or is the case, hopefully he did get everything taken care of. Oops, this is in another Isaiah um, White situation uh, where he commits to Ohio State. Then he can't wrestle, goes to Notre Dame, and then he freaking transfers to Nebraska. I, I would like to think that because Freeman committed so late, that means that he's done what he needs to do, if that was the case. Um, obviously, to commit, you have to get accepted, all right? Or to, to, to get accepted, you know, or sign vice versa. Yeah, attempt, to sign your right? NLI, you got to be accepted. So to commit this late in the process, I would like to think that he's got some sort of confirmation if that was the case that he's done everything he needs to do from an educational standpoint and uh, we get to see that young man on the mat next year for the Buckeyes. He's going to he's going to be a good one, man. I think he could fly under the radar. You know the the one Buckeye recruit who I think is going in very underrated or not underrated but overshadowed by a lot of the big name recruits who I think is going to be very good is Quinn Kenner. Oh yeah. Quinn Kenner's going to be excellent. I think that uh, you don't hear a lot of chatter about him though because of all the other Major I think he's our forty yeah. recruits. I think he's our forty one and waiting. I think so too. I mean, I think he's going to be excellent. I think he's he's a, he's a top he's a top level recruit. Um, Number one thirty eight pounder in the country, I right? Yeah. Y- you know, the last thing I want to end on um, listening to uh, Steelwood Radio today. Uh, you know, our boys that put out that podcast, Buckeye Podcast. They had NATO um, Nathan Tomasello do an interview there. I didn't realize Nathan Tomasello wrestled the entire year with an ACL tear. We all thought it was just the meniscus. But they kept. They did do the surgery on the meniscus. They kept under wraps that the ACL was also torn, and he wrestled the entire year without a without a brace. Not that it mattered without a brace or with a brace, but on a torn ACL. He's a warrior, and that, you know that's all I wanted to say is that um, I, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. Did you? No, I mean it's obviously I didn't know that, and it just again it's just another reason why Nathan Tomasello will always be one of my all time favorites. Um, Me too. You know, I'm going to miss him. But just but what these athletes are doing these days is crazy. I mean, Yanni D winning a national championship after tearing his ACL, um, you know, at the national tournament. Tomasello right. doing what he did. I mean, there's just all kinds of athletes that are doing crazy shit like that. You know, I freaking bend over to pick up a book off the ground and my back hurts and I want to go take a nap. Let's not lie. You weren't picking a book up. You were probably picking up a 
beer that you dropped. <laughs> Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, or whatever. Two in a bird, one in the bush. <laughs> I prefer six bush. Six bush light. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can we end this and now? And with this that. This is bad. I love this. This is one of my favorite pods. All right. Listen, this is all we got for you guys. We apologize for the, the rambling. Um, we've been off the mic for a while. We didn't want to become irrelevant if we're, I mean, we're already pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, that's all we got. As always, don't wind up on your back, bros.